Hello, welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host, Mira Tumeskin, and today Shani's with me. How are you? Good. It's good to be back. How are you? Uh, good. Same. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about A Different World, Season 3, Episode 18, A Campfire Story. Uh, this episode aired March 1st, uh, 1990. And basically, Dwayne and Walter talk about their basketball retreat trip, which took some strange turns. Uh, this episode was directed by Debbie Allen and written by Kevin Tolton, uh, who has already written another episode of A Different World. And we start off with um, Gilbert Hall is freezing cold. Uh, the furnace is not working. Uh, it is out. And as I mentioned, this is March 1st. It's still winter. It's pretty cold. It would be cold, actually. Well, January and February is the coldest months of the year. So this is like the tail mm-hmm. end of it. So I'd, I would I'd be dying if I was dealing with what they were dealing with. And also, uh, it's Jaleesa's day off. Like, she's not supposed to be, like, dealing with any of the dorm issues. But, you know, Walter's not there because we find out later that he was, his whole story explains it all. Uh, Jaleesa can't solve the problem. And, you know, I love how Kim was like, yeah, we we love you, but we can't wait for Walter to come back. I was just like. My goodness. And I was just like, wow, Jaleesa, you really don't be getting stuff done like that, huh? So in Chicago specifically, because like I can't speak for the entire U.S. because there are parts of the U.S. that don't experience the cold like how other places experience the cold, and I'm actually quite jealous of that. Same. Um, in March in Chicago, it could go either way, and when when I say well, it's going to be cold, but it can be. No, no snow coat or snow coat. Like, well, I've never actually experienced uh, the furnace going out and then you're like freezing cold. I've never had that. Thank God. Hopefully, it never happened. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cold. And now thinking about it, we're going towards that right now. <laughs> My gosh, like I'm I'm really dreading it because, like, uh, again, I can only speak for Chicago. In Chicago, for the public school system, in order for them to close, it has to be about 20 inches of snow outside. Now, the the other school systems, like the, the private schools and the charter schools, they'll issue out a snow day or a cold day, you know, at the drop of a hat. But those public school teachers, absolutely not. And now that we have things like Zoom and... and uh, since the pandemic has forced people to be creative with still getting work done while being at home, I feel like now on snow days, people will be in class at home, uh, working from home and still being in school. And I say it every time, I got out of school at the right time because I experienced true snow days and I didn't have to worry about trying to be online or things of that nature. If anything else, it was just, did I finish my homework? And if my homework was finished, then I had free time at home. Well, not for real, because if you grow up in the black household, you, you, you're not about to have free time like that. Like, you, you, your black mom is going to find something for you to do. Well, mine did. I was cleaning, washing clothes. Um, 
doing everything under the sun that only my mom could come up with, with doing during the week. And of course, I'm the only one who's doing it. She's chilling because she's been at work. And so she's earning her time to sit back and dictate and tell me what to do. But bringing it back. um, Yeah, th- this is this is a wild time. And um, the fact that they're experiencing with their furnace, uh, the problems that they're experiencing, not to say that I've never been a part of that, but I'm, I'm just imagining myself in that situation. I, I don't. Oh, Lord. I don't know how I would have held up. I mean, I would have gotten through it, but I know for sure some part of me would have been annoying. Because, ew. Yeah. And so Whitley comes down in her fancy jacket. uh, And uh, I love how Jaleesa was like, how many minks had to die for your jacket? And then the rebuttal (laughs) was, uh, how many uh, chickens had to die for your lunch to Jaleesa? Oh, and I'm like, wow, queen of shade. Like I had to let, I had to give it to her. <laughs> that would have left me stunned. Like I probably would have been ready to hit her, but I, I, at the same time, I couldn't be mad because dang, like, yeah. ooh. Well, I, I kill a lot of chickens every day. That's the only meat I eat. <laughs> I listen. I, I enjoy a dead bird. Okay, P- people. That people call me crazy because I cannot stand a live bird. Okay, me and birds, we have a relationship that is terrible. My aunt has a bird. I've grown up with with these birds that she's had uh, my entire life. And remember, I'm 30. I don't do them birds at all whatsoever. Anything that flies, mm -mm, it's a wrap. The only way that you're going to give me a a bird or the only bird that I'm going to accept is a bird that has died, been fried, it comes with at least one side. And so Willie's going on another date with Julian at his apartment. This is the third date this week. And, uh, mm. you know, Freddie and Kim are, like, you know, making jokes with Willie. And then like, while this mm-hmm. is all happening, Freddie is warming her, herself up with a dryer. A hair dryer. And I'm like, is this a hazard in some way? Like, <laughs> I feel like flames are about to come out. Like, it's not do it. Yeah. And Julian uh, comes into uh, Gilbert Hall, uh, uh, to the dorm room. He was trying to get Willie to come out and meet her in the to the car, but apparently the honk sound waves froze, from I guess, from, which I, I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> no, um, I don't think so either. <laughs> but he came in. I think it was just a, just, he just said it to say it, you know? And mm-hmm. Julian uh, brought Whitley a flower, and he's pretending that they're in the tropicals, and they're gonna have uh, a, they're gonna dine in the tropicals. And mm-hmm. then uh, they're they're about to leave, and Dwayne walks in, and she doesn't really look happy looking at uh, Whitley. So uh, Whitley and Julian are about to leave, and I like how <laughs> Whitley was like, "Hello, what is what is it that they say in that?" Hello? Aloha, Aloha. And then, and then no one responded. And she said it again. And then they were like, "Oh, like, hello." Uh. And everybody was like, "Hi, right, bye." Like, <laughs> yeah, because I would have been like that too. Like, girl, bye. Anybody want you live here? Yeah, I'm not. I'm. You, yeah. You're not going anywhere far from campus. I'm going to see you again. 
so as I mentioned, Dwayne arrives and then Walter arrives. And apparently Walter was supposed to arrive back uh, yesterday from North Carolina uh, until Dwayne messed up the whole plan. And uh, apparently everything is fine, but uh, Colonel Taylor bailed them out. And, you know, because I, I, I watched this episode twice. So when someone says I they bailed you out, you automatically think police, like in jail. You know, you, you thought someone's in jail. But then when we get to the end of the story, they didn't get bailed out of jail. They got bailed out because they uh, they couldn't find the car keys and drive all the way to back to Virginia. <laughs> uh, so, I yeah, I think the bailing out that Colonel Taylor did, you know what? No, because I'm about to get, I'm, I was about to do a spoiler. So, <laughs> well, I sorry. already spoiled it. The fact that, oh, like for another episode, <laughs> you're talking about? Or for this episode? You're right. So the the bailing out was in the action of the car. It, it was getting the car. Yeah, but I didn't. The well, first go around before what we know happened at the end. Yeah, but like if someone said I someone got bailed out, I I assume jail. I don't assume someone. Oh yeah, out. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, somebody say yeah, like I I need you to bail me out. Like excuse me. First of all, I don't know. Like I appreciate you thinking that I'm rich, but I'm not. <laughs> What and secondly, what did you do for you to be in a situation where you need to be bailed out? What's going on with you? Yeah, and so, uh, so, so you're totally correct in that. Yeah, obviously Walter did get thrown into jail, but where the part that Colonel Taylor bailed them out was not in jail. So I feel like they should have right. right away corrected it. Instead, they were trying to twist the story to make it more mm-hmm. interesting, which is what we find out. <laughs> trying to manipulate us. So Walter says it's a misunderstanding. You know, Dwayne said there was a fight. Uh, and then Freddie's like, oh my God, who, who punched first? And so Walter was like, okay, I'm going to tell the story. So yesterday, well, he said yesterday, but I think it was supposed to be another day. Because technically he was supposed to come back yesterday. But he left yesterday. I don't know. How far is Virginia to North Carolina? It was like, I don't know if his fun was to just go for the day and come back. I'm, yeah, I was about to say, I, I want to say it's minimum three or four hours. Yeah, they're they're practically neighbors. It, it's it's kind of like a New York, New Jersey situation. It's three hours long. I just checked uh, for driving. So yeah, I guess this is supposed to be a day trip. Uh, yeah. And um, so anyways, so yesterday uh, he was about to leave for the recruitment trip when Dwayne wanted to talk about personal matters. And everyone was like, oh, what, what's the matter? The, what, what's the personal matters? He's like, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not talking about it. So anyways, mm-hmm. we, uh, we go back in time to yesterday. And uh, Dwayne wants to talk about his problem with Whitley. First of all, he didn't say Whitley. Uh, but Walter just knew it was about Will- Whitley and Jillian, uh, Julian. Why am I saying his name wrong? But yeah, uh, <laughs> about those two. And uh, Dwayne and Whitley had a friendly chat. Uh, and Dwayne made an in- innocent comment about Julian being a pseudo radical trust fund major who wears her like jewelry. First of all, he felt entirely too strongly about this man. Like, my God, we we get it. You are in love with Whitley, but Jesus, you don't have to throw. Julian did nothing to you for you to throw him under the bus like this. And you're do you recognize that you are describing? A male Whitley. Mm-hmm. She's beyond a trust fund kid. Um, yeah. she she's she falls under 
the heading of everything that that you that you mentioned, give or take a few uh, character traits, and of course the fact that you are uh, romantically attracted to uh, to this woman. Like I, Dwayne, you know, I feel like I haven't seen Dwayne feel this strongly since Denise. Mm-hmm. Like, yikes! <laughs> and, and what are we roughly two years after Denise left? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he said a mouthful there. My bad. Keep going. Yeah. And so Walter's advice to him is to let it go. Just like what Whitley did. Like to let it go. You know, because apparently mm-hmm. Dwayne was, uh, uh, or I guess Julian's the rebound to Dwayne or something like that. That's what he was saying. Um, and then apparently Whitley haunts Dwayne. You know, he can't sleep. He hasn't been sleeping for days. Um, and uh, Walter's like, all all this for a woman? Like, <laughs> like really? And then he's like, well, maybe it's the espresso coffee. First of all, why are you drinking express, espresso coffee? Probably, like, the way he's explaining it, it sounds like close to nighttime. Why would he be drinking ex- espresso? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I think I get lost a little bit in this storyline of him not getting an, enough sleep. Yeah. Um, because I I can understand if it's homework. But you know he doesn't—he doesn't even mention school stressing him out. He doesn't mention, um, you know, having priorities. Everything is dealing with him seeing Whitley everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you so consumed like this? I—I—I I, just—I—I don't—I don't understand. Um, I, I don't get the connection yeah. of your attraction to Whitley and losing sleep, losing sleep the way you are to the point where you have to be drinking espresso. And then it's like, how often are you drinking one? How many are you drinking in one sitting? You know, it, it's almost like, this is the, the behavior of somebody who you need to ask, are things okay? Like, are you, you know, like being a college student again, like you go through a lot mentally, emotionally, hell, physically, and you know this this is not normal behavior. E- even when it comes to, uh, you know, getting butterflies because you like somebody, you know, or when you, when you're giggling at your phone because you got a cute message coming through. This is this is not normal. So. Um, I hope I'm not alone in being lost upon that. And if I am, somebody be my GPS because, yeah, it's not, the math is not a math thing over here. I think he's, you know, worried, you know, because we, we were talking on the success, what was it, success slides and videotapes or something like that, uh, how he, he even brought it up to, you know, Claire saying like, you know, no one wants to be in relationships. So I feel like he's like, I think he's just like so focused on like, I want to be in a relationship. And there is someone that I really like because I've had a connection with, but that person now has moved on to someone else. And I feel like I'm alone. Like, I I feel like that's how he feels. Yeah. Now, I do remember him uh, talking to Claire about Whitney. Whitney? Goodness. Whitley. <laughs> I would say, see, I would say oh, the wrong names. Whitley. And, um, and she figured out that that's who he was talking about. And he does recognize that uh, being with Whitley is probably not healthy for him. 
but mm, I I'm still just I'm not seeing why it would be well, I don't know because he's he's a young college student that's why I was going to say I don't see why why this would take any precedence over you know to to the point where you are ODing on on uh, espresso but it's because he's what 1920 and fawning over a girl this is pro- like like he didn't have a chance with Denise and like Whitley it's probably a more viable accessible option uh as far as romance even though she has a boyfriend you know like she's still seemingly tangible in a way like he's around her um he can see what's taking place in life in real time whereas with Denise i mean he was able to do that but you know there was there was a clear stance between he and Denise now she uh she bent that a few times, you know, like when she kissed him and stuff like that. But when she went to Africa, it was, the interaction was reduced to writing letters. So I, I think I just had an epiphany. The same feelings that he was having about Denise and and the, or or I'll say everything that I just said about him and Whitley, as far as how he's moving and how he's going about uh, he kind of preluded that with Denise, but like with Whitley, it's like he go- he's going really, really hard, like in the paint, like yeah, yeah. So Walter says, uh, you know, he needs some serious time away from this woman, and Dwayne wants to come on to this trip, and mm-hmm. well, Walter's like, well, I'm trying to get Alvin Dix, the All American. What does it mean, all American? I've like heard that many, many times on uh, other shows. I don't know what that means. Being an all American is like somebody who has done top notch um, performance in what they do. So specifically for Alvin, Alvin is someone uh, who is heavily sought after uh, from different schools. So that's why he was having the meeting that he was having. Um, he is someone that, uh, that everybody wants to recruit. Um, and he handles his business both on the field and in the classroom. Now who coined this term all American? I haven't the slightest idea. Um, and honestly, I don't think that you have to, I don't, I don't feel like it should, that like it has to be called an all-american i think the word scholar works just fine <laughs> or hard worker <laughs> or severe like the the vocabulary is pretty vast like we have plenty of words that we can use but um yeah like it's even gotten to the point where there's a whole tv show called yeah, all-american yeah that's why i you know heard that all football player and all of that like yeah um so whoever coined the term, you know, come to the forefront. I got questions. Um, questions too. So yeah, and I don't know how long it's been the term either. Like I, I've grown up knowing this term. I'm going to imagine that it came out with football. Football. Ooh, the history of football, I believe, is early 1900s. 
It could be late 18s, but I know for sure in the in the 19s, it uh, it became a thing. When I'm not sure when the NFL became a thing. I am going to assume the 20s or the 30s, or at least like big football, the big football games that we come to know and love, that may have become a thing like in the 30s or 40s. But yeah, the All-American term, that sounds like something that they would have said like in the 40s. You know, and it had, and it had to be like somebody. It it sounds like an all American is somebody, or or the origin of it is somebody who was not indeed American, but possessed a lot of um, traits and abilities, and they displayed such things. And because you know, proud to be an American, you know, they're like. <laughs> You're similar to us. Like, you're not us, but it's similar to us. So let's call you an All-American so that you can feel like you're an American when you're really not. Because we are, it's a good word to use, uh, elitist. And we think so highly of ourselves that we feel like you're trying to be on our level and not vice versa. So there you have it, folks. Maybe with maybe next episode I should actually like come back with the car facts and then <laughs> we can <laughs> we can yeah. combat all of this. Yeah. Uh so Dwayne says he wants to come because he can help Walter, you know, sell sell to Alvin uh Hillman from the student's perspective. And so finally, you know, Walter's like, Okay, fine, you're coming with me, but are you able to drive? And then he says, I can drive my bicycle. So then Walter's like, okay, no, no, I'm going to drive. Yeah, because he said, could you drive a five-speed? And he was like, yeah, my bike was 10 speeds. And I'm like, Dwayne, yeah, you're not driving. You're not driving. Yeah. And then we're now at the police station. Uh, They got caught by the police. Uh, Walter went over uh, six uh, miles over the speed. Sorry. He went six miles over the speed limit. and uh, I feel like that's not a lot. Is that a lot? To go six what? miles over six to go six miles over a speed limit? No, it's not. It's not a lot. But according to the law of some places, if you uh, even so much go well, six is like the limit to go over before getting ticketed. Um, and that may depend upon what the speed limit is. Because in Chicago, they're really petty with with the speed limit. Like, And when I say petty, like, if you were out here and you were driving, more often than not, you are going to run into a speed bump or a speed camera. Yeah, they have cameras that will take a picture of your car with your license plate number, uh, number and all. And then they'll it'll mail you a ticket for going over the speed limit. And the ticket, uh, it comes in the mail and it includes your picture so that you can't say that it wasn't you. Um, but yeah, um, I'm imagining that either on the street or on the expressway, um, five or six miles over is probably like, I'm imagining that it's, it's probably the speed limit is probably like 40 back then. Cause you know, back then they didn't really care. Um, 
speed limit is probably like 40 or 45. So like if they're going over, if, if it's 45, then of course they're driving like 51, 52, which is more like fast lane expressway driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess in hindsight, it's pretty fast because, you know, this is miles per hour. Yeah. Um. So we go, we go by kilometers. So that's why I was like, I don't know if that's a lot. <laughs> Oh, you teach me something every. You I, 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 I never understand the miles, but even when I'm in the states, when I'm traveling the states, I'm like, "What? This is this is a speed limit for here? It seems weird." I am trying to like imagine a number. I can't think of a number right now, but there is a number that everywhere is it thirty that I always see. I don't know, but it could be thirty because. A lot of places they they love you know setting things at the thirty is like the baseline. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a new zero. Yeah, and so uh, there was a uh, oh well Walter's uh, argument is that he was trying to go uh, with the flow of traffic, and there was a Ferrari that went going over eighty miles per hour. With is that fast? Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I had to ask. See, I don't yes. know. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, yeah, high- 80 miles per hour, that's... For highway, for highway. Yeah. I'm assuming this is highway. Is that fast for highway? Yes, uh, oh. yes. Um, okay. Nobody is... If you're driving 80 miles per hour on anybody's street, we, you're you're getting arrested if you get caught. <laughs> on a highway? Well, no. Um, so on the highway, is different. On the highway, you have, uh, at minimum, three lanes. Oh, well, right. no, that some, is fast. some places are too. Yeah, and so you have the fast lane, which is always closest to the medium. Um, the fast lane is what's expected of drivers driving 70 and 80 miles per hour. Um, of course, if, you, if you've reached, I would say if you go over 80, you've gone too fast. Um, and 80 is also fast to hell enough. But um, then there are the middle lanes where people maintain probably like 40. And then there's the slow lane. Now, some people, they drive pretty fast in the slow lane. Um, but, you know, the slow lane is for people who don't like to be driving crazy in the expressway and who might feel a little weird being in the middle lane and don't want people driving around them and changing lanes in front of them and stuff. Or people who want to be readily available to get off of the expressway as soon as they're done. Um, I, in recent times, have, have just, you know, learned or have just become being really comfortable with driving the highway. And from personal experience, it's very easy to get to about 55, 60 miles an hour and feel like you're just coasting, not realizing that, you know, yeah, you're a bullet on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um everybody's expressway is different. But for a place like where they were, um, and I think this might be another factor, there are mostly roads. They are so b- between well really most of the most of the southern states, they may have regular streets, but they consider them roads. And a lot of the times, the roads are not, they're not packed like in a big city area. So, and, and these are also places where like you can hear a car coming down five miles 
over because of where you are. So if you are like zooming down these roads, you're putting somebody in danger. You know, you could hit something or somebody and not recognize that that's what took place. I get so I, in a nutshell, yes, he, he was driving a bit fast for yeah. for where he was. I so I looked it up. Uh, so eighty miles per hour is one hundred and twenty eight kilometers, or or if you're around it, it's one one hundred and twenty nine. That is fast. Uh, yeah, that's not. Normal. That sounds like somebody's about to die. Yeah, I've I've, I've driven for one working I'm working late nights. I must be late. What's going on? No, no, like you know, like it's like if I finish work at like two or three in the morning and I take that perimeter, which is like. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's a it's a highway um and there's no other cars on the street so i don't realize sometimes i don't realize that I, I, oh yeah so, time, so it's clear <laughs> yeah and i also like i've i've gone up to 140 or one i don't know what 140 kilometers okay, let me see how many miles that is but oh I've my been, god girl 140 sound like 100 miles here uh no it's a 88 miles um okay um, I, I've gone up to that and, and then I have to like always press on the brake because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going too fast. But it's like, you don't notice it. Cause I also, you know, sleep deprived, which is not good. Uh, so I just, sometimes I don't, yeah, it's. You say, you almost sound like me. Like, are, is your music up too when, when no. you're doing this kind of job? Oh. That's not that loud. No. Or no, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm on myself. Yeah. No, yeah, no see me, if I'm in my zone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's crazy because like i could get caught up in in a song that i'm listening to um let's say um now you know we i've had this battle with beyonce but i can't say yeah yeah girl it, it's been the whole come to jesus like re- remember i said that like i used to have an issue with her until i realized that yeah. it wasn't with her it was with the high yeah so um but I did come to like what's that song? Uh, you you know the song. She Which from album? the H Town, come coming down, coming down. the visual oh, album. Yeah, from Beyonce, her, the self-titled Beyonce. The um, self um, yeah, flawless, flawless. I woke up like this, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now, if I was driving back then, when when that beginning part come on, I know when you. That beat alone, listen, that beat alone will have me just flying mm-hmm. down the expressway. Um, and then like just just the song all together, like that song, that's probably one of the songs that would have me like driving really fast without paying attention. I'm just dancing in, in the driver's seat, having a good ratchet time. Um, and yeah, so I'm telling myself, I'm the type of driver that either I'm driving according to the music. Or I'm driving according to my mood, but especially if I'm sleepy and I'm trying to stay awake, I'm definitely blasting some music and I'm flying because I need to get in the bed now. I do yeah, not need to be because I, I want to be in bed. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to be riding somebody's shoulder. I don't need to be nodding off at the light. Like, no. Let, let's let's just wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the Ferrari was going 80 miles per hour. Uh, and so Walsh was like, why did you catch that person? And they were like, well, 
we can catch the police can catch that person so we end up catching Walter. I was like, oh, what a bad luck. Yeah, he said that, and I was like, petty, because first of all, that's bull, because you could have caught him. You're the police. You could have flew down the expressway, and you could have caught up with him. But yeah. you being petty, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Walter has, has been dealing with Dwayne, uh, Dwayne's mouth going 90 miles per hour for the last three hours. And then... Uh, huh? <laughs> I, was, I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so, uh, Walter uh, is going to be now late for his meeting with Alvin Dix, and which means another recruiter will be there, get there first, which means he will never be the head coach, you know? It's it's, it's all... Yep. It's a domino effect. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, Dwayne mentions, like, he saw a deer that looked like Whitley, and I was like, oh my god, there is something wrong with you. Everything that you see looks like Whitley now. Dwayne is one of those passengers who I would have just had to turn the music up on. Like, don't even talk to me. At this yeah. point, you're just here. Yeah. Because why do you keep talking about this girl? Shut up talking to me. But yeah, my bad. So Walter now talks to the desk sergeant. Uh, and um, that, as I said, also looks like Whitley, apparently. Um, and uh, he, she reads out, like, what his, like, charges are. Uh, so he drove 61 in a 55 mile hour zone. Uh, and then he also, the computer, I guess there was a computer check. And it said that uh, he it has a warrant out, outstanding uh, for jaywalking tickets. First of all, is that a thing? Like, do people get uh, fined for jaywalking? I think it depends on where you are. <laughs> because okay. jaywalking is one of those things. It's one of those things where, like, it's a law, but it's hard to enforce it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm crossing the street. Like, I still don't understand how jaywalking can cause an accident. The only accident that I see jaywalking causing is between the pedestrian and the car. And that's if one one of them stops or or does not stop in the middle yeah. of, of this exchange. Like, either this person had to walk out in traffic or, you know, the car had to, like, stop in the middle of traffic. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Walter has 13 unpaid jaywalking uh, tickets. And uh, his reasoning for it is because he has a bad knee uh, and was trying to make jokes with about that. And <laughs> that's another thing. Like, how do you explain jaywalking besides, I was trying to get it, I was crossing the street. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. jaywalking because I have a bad knee. You're telling me that because you got a bad knee, you can't walk across the street straight? Like, th this is dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I'm charged, and then you ticket me at that. And for that, are you no? Yeah. <laughs> what was America thinking? And so he has to go into a jail cell and ask is has to call for bail. And then we come back to the present time and where we are at the dorm. The one thing that I noticed this whole time because I know they're trying to warm up. How the heck do they have a fire going on in the dorm room? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because y'all ban things like 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 things like a heater and a and a hair dryer are That's considered fine. contraband, but you have open flames in an enclosed setting whilst trying to get the heat back on. <laughs> yeah, and it like I'm just like where what do they put it on? And like you're literally it's not like a, a kitchen. It's like an open space that everyone, you know, hangs out in. 
there's usually a TV there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. That that was literally the point I was about to make. That's where they put. Wow. Mm. You know, maybe that that was the those were the details that we weren't supposed to pay attention to. So we're back in real time, uh, real time. Uh, you know, in the dorm room, uh, in mm-hmm. the dorm. And uh, Freddie wants to know. So when did the fight happen? And, and then Julius was like, No, no, no. I want to know who did that desk sergeant remind you of doing? Um, mm-hmm. And Dwayne's like, Is it cold in here? Like you trying to like move the uh, change subjects right there. And then right. Carl Taylor mentions that, oh, maybe I should go check the furnace to see, like, if I could do something. And then Julie says, like, I already checked, like, it, it's not going to work. And then Colonel Taylor says, sometimes things need a man's touch. Um, and Julie says, yes, but uh, not for that furnace. <laughs> but just like. Yeah, she ain't lied. It, 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 see, men like Colonel Taylor. It's like we appreciate you, but you don't have all the answers. Yeah. Cause he, he always comes as if like he's, you know, the problem solver, you know, the number one thinker. And it's like again, like, yeah, you're smart and I'm glad that you know how to do things, but like you didn't have to go that far. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably thinking thinking too deeply into it. But you know, cause what happened when that man's touch kicked in? Now we all up in here burning. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come on now, get it together. And so everyone was like, "Oh, so who do you call?" And Walter says, "The only person I could think of, which was Alvin Dix." And I was like, "Of all people that call, you're gonna call the person that you're trying to recruit like that? Like that's bold. Like I, I would never do that." <laughs> I felt, yeah, I felt very weird when he said that because not only is this his recruit, this is essentially a child. He is legally still a child. Yeah. What? Why are you talking to his mama? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and then I feel like you could have dialed that that four one one, or or I would have if if it were me. Or, get, or try to get Dwayne to pay it. Like I don't understand. Does he not have the money? That I'm sure he doesn't. Because well, he like, paid for the going. You're right. It's crazy because like when you think about how our College students without jobs getting money. Yeah. That that's that parent thing that kicks in. But even if, like, you know, the 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 money that if if your parents aren't Whitley's parents, I'm imagining that you get like what a hundred dollars a month, if that. These tickets are probably amounting up to half. So, you know, where where are you really getting this money from? But if it were me. I probably would have called somebody back in Hillman. Well, but he's already, he's, well, no, he's basically in North Carolina. He said three hours. They've been driving for three hours. Right. I I would have been trying to see, you know, hey, I probably would have been like, hey, Willie there, I need to see if she can wire me some money or if she can pay for my bail over the phone and I can pay her back. Or something like, I, I need to call some, I need to call a home base. I'm already out somewhere. Where I know nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't even know this boy. Like, we 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 have a stipulated interaction. And when I say stipulated, I mean we only ha- are having this interaction because I'm trying to recruit you for my school. Yeah. So like with with Walter being the age that he is, one, 
I'm sure that there is somebody that he could have called or found out about from any walk of his life. <laughs> and and I feel like he could have gotten quicker and more help from that connect than he could have with Alvin. Thankfully, Alvin did come through. But I just feel like there were other avenues that Walter could have gone through before calling that boy. And um, I'm trying to think, too, how did, how did Alvin get the money to be able to help him out in the first place? Oh, it because was his... Uh, 17. It was his prom money. You remember? Because he says, you have to pay me back for the money. Right. I remember that. But I'm saying, like, what did you do to make that prom money? Are you oh. working? Yeah. Is this your mama's and daddy's hard-earned dollar? And you just, you know, uh, depending on on Walter going to that court date so that you can get that money back. Like, there are so many, you know, holes here that need to be filled. And again, I'm probably thinking entirely too deeply into this. But these are real concerns. <laughs> yeah. Like, the 90s were clearly a different time yeah and um while like Alvin is bailing him out he's Walter's still in the jail cell and promoting Hillman and talking about the like NBA program oh my god what's going on and then says something along the lines of like this is the perfect time to talk about the criminal justice program yeah yeah but yeah what's that like no, it's not. Are you serious right now? What if he? What happens if he was an English major? Well, yeah, you could go to you could go to law school with an English degree. Yeah. That's not the point. Point <laughs> and and um, Walter when he talked about the bail money, Walter says he always repays his debts, and the sheriff says, uh, "If that were true, you wouldn't be here." Yeah, I was about to say that. That's not something that, you know, that I would count on. <laughs> right yeah. Now. yeah. And uh, Alvin has to go for dinner with Cap Connors uh, because uh, he is in town for uh, apparently Bolton State is playing uh, Carolina tomorrow. So he's having mm -hmm. dinner with him uh, tonight. So he kind of has to go home and get change. And Walter says, oh, you know, I used to play with Cap, uh, you know, back when we were in the NIT squad. Uh, Walter had a knee injury. That's when he started talking about his knee injury. And the, the desk sergeant was like, don't, don't even start. Yeah, just like, don't even start. And it's crazy because we've heard about this knee, if I feel like, since Walter came on the scene. Yeah. It might not have been directly since he came on the scene because I feel like Walter, the character, has kind of evolved a little bit because, like, you know, when Walter first came out, we didn't really have a real idea as to how old he was. But grad student was not, I don't think grad student was on the table. Um, yeah. As far as, like, who he was. Because, you know, he just started out as the coach. And for all we knew, he was, you know, he was just hired as the coach. But then eventually he becomes a grad student and an RA. And he's... um uh Jesus, what 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 was that? But it, it it seems like you know he's not really far in age from those he he's you know responsible for. We learned that Cap Connor's team always wins, 
But, you know, Walter talks about the biggest mistake of his life is um, that he didn't have, if, if it wasn't for his knee, he wouldn't have had a good education. This, uh, and then we come back to the present time. Ernie was saying, uh, so we're back in the present time, uh, and Ernie is saying that, like, oh, like, if you know Cap Connor's team always wins and is a good team, why, like, why are you saying it's not good for uh, Alvin to go to Bolton? And he says, well, that's all you learn is the game. Uh, and, and you don't have an education because when Walter was, uh, I guess, a student, he, they made him take classes like intro to uh, telephone etiquette, which is like, I didn't even know that was a course, first of all. Uh, and that would be a you waste know, of money to go. Different schools, different schools have different classes that are like literally GPA patterns or fillers rather. So it's like you you get the credit to make up the GPA, but it's nothing that is crucial toward your academia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I I think that's more of a thing that is amongst non HBCUs. Or, you know, PWIs. Um, I'm not going to say that HBCUs don't have it, but I haven't heard of an HBCU that has it yet. Um, I forgot what school it was, but, like, there's a, uh, there was a school that has, like, intro to chocolate. Let's <laughs> um, take like that. I'm a chocolate yeah, Intro to cheese. And this is not a culinary school. Like... This school just has like you know chocolate appreciation. Cheese. No, it was like intro to chocolate and cheese appreciation, and yeah, it, it's crazy. I really wish I could have experienced that because had I would have had all that, listen, I probably would have been qualified to get my PhD right now. <laughs> I would have been taking all of those little fillers, but uh, but Walter did make an important. Um, comment about Cap only knowing the game and not much about academia. And it spoke to what we often saw. Um, And so what we often saw in different TV shows, like in Moesha, there was uh, the episode where um, Dude wanted him to do her homework so that he can uh, keep his grade point average up so that he can start in the game. Um, there's all, I think, was it That's All Raven? Where, uh, yeah, Eddie was trying to play the game. And so he wanted her to use her vision to cheat, to help him cheat. Yeah. So that he can play the game. Like there's always some type of trope in some type of TV show where, well, not a trope, but there's always a a storyline in some TV show where there's always like an, an athlete that is like at risk of not starting in the game or playing in the game at all based on grade and um and Walter was saying that like you know the coach or, or we we also see in different TV shows and movies that you know the coaches are doing all, all that they can uh trying to make deals and stuff with teachers on the back end to make it so that the players can still be on the team um the fact that in this storyline um the coach was successful in doing so is crazy to me but um in my opinion like it sucks but you would probably just have to sit it out if you if you if you weren't on point academically then you would have to sit out because literally that is the rules 
And if you as an institution break those rules, then you for like what you deal with in the long run will be worse than what you deal with in the current. And um and so that's why it's important for you to have the extracurricular and the educational. They're supposed to go hand in hand because one is supposed to motivate the other and then they're supposed to like tag team you and then you know you you keep a routine of of things. Um so that was one of the things that I liked about this episode with Walter. Um because one Walter, we always see Walter as like a serious character who can blend in with the younger crowd, who who's very br- big brothery, very mentory um, type of person. Um, but he was always uh, stern, serious, and steadfast in um, encouraging education, and. That is some something that a recruiter has to possess. And I'm really trying to, well, I'm not going to say I'm trying to see how Cap Connors got so far because I know how he got far. He was dangling women around uh, the players. He was make, probably making very empty promises or making promises that were just like frivolous. And he was just selling these people on, on, a, on a, a dream. You know, I can make you big. I can, uh, you know, I could be your stepping stone to the NBA. I, not the NBA. The NFL. All of that. No. NBA. Because we're talking basketball. The NBA. So, yeah. It, it's just, like, dreams are sold. But, like, Walter is like, no. Not not over here, partner. That's not how that's working. We're going to get your education. We're going to get you smarted up. And we're going to get you on, on the court. And you're going to be well balanced. And I appreciate him for that. And so uh, at this point, uh, Freddie was like, okay, so is this when the fight broke out? Um, and they're like, no. And so Colonel Taylor comes back and he says, oh, I fixed the furnace. And then Walter tells the rest of the story about how um, his car ended up getting towed because Dwayne parked it in a space marked official police business. Uh, and- Stupid. And Walter was about to kill Dwayne, and luckily there was a police officer there to stop that from happening. If the heat, if the heat is back on, uh, and it's really hot, uh, and uh, so Colonel Taylor was like, "Okay, let me just go fix it." Because now at this point, everyone has has taken off their clothes and taken off the blankets, uh, and we find out Dwayne has now uh, paid for the parking or uh, the towing fee, so they were able to drive. And go to the restaurant that Alvin is having dinner with Cap Connors. And we're at the restaurant. It was like the bartender lady uh, was asking if they wanted any drinks. Mm-hmm. And then to Dwayne, it looked like Whitley. And uh, and then he asked for uh, like a triple shot espresso. I'm like, what is with these espressos? First of all. Yeah, he was really worrying me with, with these. Like I, I, coffee in the world. Coffee is not that good. I know you would be ordering it like this all day. I said, yeah, I was like, I, I don't even drink coffee. Yeah, like at least drink some water. And then like, dude, have you peed? Like, <laughs> why do you keep trashing coffee? It does not have to be this way. Like, yeah. juice is available. Water. It, pop even. But like, you don't have to keep down in these. Like, it's yeah. not that deep. And, um, 
I was going to say is, uh, and he mentions it to Walter, so it's like the Southern accent. And they're like, and uh, Walter's like, yeah, because we're in the South. It is, is North Carolina considered the South? Yeah. Oh, it is okay. I just wasn't sure. I just uh, I didn't know if it was. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, it's on the East Coast, but yeah, it, it's considered part of the South. And I think it's because they were part of the Confederacy. Oh, I see. Um, and Cap uh, got a woman to talk to Alvin about uh, Bolton, and uh, Walter says, "Yeah, that's how he does. That's how he gets people is get beautiful women to try to get them to come." Uh, to the get recruited to come to the college, and mm-hmm. so and he mentions that to Dwayne, and Dwayne was like, "Okay, hey, I have an idea," and he becomes a waiter and serves Alvin and the lady, uh, but mm-hmm. the lady ends up looking like Whitley, and he spills the what was it clam sauce? Yes, clam sauce. She was like, "This is like, how dare you? This like I spent uh well we find out it's three hundred dollars." And she's like, I'm like, this is a brand new dress, like all that. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so she, you know, goes off. And also uh, Alvin was like, oh, that was my, that was my meal. Yeah, he was, oh man, I think that was mine. <laughs> like, dang, <laughs> dude, you just, how do you infiltrate? Like, like Dwayne, you are messing everything up, bro. Like, we yeah. told you to, to get in here and don't touch nothing. And you've been touching stuff ever since we didn't got on the road. I'm sick of it. Yeah, and so then Walter comes, and this was a perfect time to tell him about more Hillman pro- uh, programs. <laughs> Just like, like, no, really? it is not. Like at this point, my boy, I'm gonna need you to give it up. He's like really like a promoter. Like I've never like the way he just comes in swiftly and like promotes the programs. Like I was just like, damn. Um, and so then. <laughs> And so then Cap's, uh, Cap arrives and Walter, um, well, Dwayne sees him and is like, oh my God, you're Cap Goddard and all that stuff. And then um, uh, Walter moves out of the spot of where Cap is, is fine sit. And uh, he comes and he finds out, um, uh, oh, uh, what was I saying? We find out the uh, lady that Alvin was talking to was his uh, wife. That's what. Um, mm-hmm. That's what Walter found out because uh, he asked, like, oh, where's Lily? And uh, uh, we find out that she went to the bathroom because obviously the, her dress was messed up. And uh, apparently it's their anniversary. When I heard that, I thought we're talking about either marriage. Well, I guess marriage because they're uh, uh, married. So I was thinking about, like, a wedding anniversary. No, it's an mm-hmm. anniversary for when he signed someone. I don't or signed or something like work related happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're celebrating that with your wife. Yeah, that blew me because first went right because when he said anniversary, I'm like, I know you ain't working on my anniversary. Ah, yeah, I knock you out because like if you have you have the opportunity to not work and you're working, oh no, you gotta be messed up. But then when we found out it was that anniversary, I'm like, so you couldn't just celebrate at home, even even if you were going to the Bolton game, cool. You have to be here, and you have to be working. Are you crazy? I would have lost it. And and as his wife, like personally, his I feel like his wife was, you know, she looks too nice because again, what kind of anniversary is this? And 
I don't get paid for this. You do. Yeah. I don't like. I don't care how many three hundred dollar dresses you buy for me as your wife. I'm your wife. You're not gonna be buying me these three hundred dollar dresses just because you're trying to flash me in front of these little high school boys to want to be on your football team. If you're buying, if you're doing stuff like that for me, that means that this is a transactional marriage. I want no parts. Let it go. No, ma'am. And that's the same thought that Dwayne has because. Dwayne uh, finds out uh, Kat buys all her dresses because this is when he, uh, when this is when he's trying to apologize to her for spilling the the food. Um, and uh, she mentions, "Oh yeah, Cap is gonna be mad because he bought this dress." And uh, he he's like, "I you could do better than this. Like you don't have to be some cheap groupie that gets a hot meal and pretty outfit." Uh, and then she's like, "I'm not groupie." And then Dwayne is like, uh, if he wears you like a piece of jewelry, you need a man who wants you for you and not because you look like a high school jock. I was just like, first of all, this is like a similar thing that she said to Whitley. And now he's bringing it on to to, him, to her. And I was like, oh, this is not good. I'm, I'm like, you know, you are really resonating with this. Like, and and again, like, because at first I was like, all right, Dwayne, I think you overstepped this from boundaries. But then when I thought about it, I was just like, Shh. Actually, Dwayne, you have a point. <laughs> and I don't say that often. Someone's, I, I don't remember who says this, but it says, uh, get out of my face, you greeny lipped, no tray carrying worm. Who does she Who does she say this to? Dwayne. Dwayne, oh, okay. But then, but then, but then uses his words against Cap. I don't understand this. Um, I, yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> Make up your mind, sis. Yeah, how you gonna come at me and then turn around and use my words on your man? Like all I literally did was was open your eyes to this. We're supposed to be friends. Yeah, she's like, uh, the waiter was right. So you wear me like a piece of uh, cheap jewelry because this is when when he mentions the three hundred dollar dress. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. you know she was trying to sit. Uh, she's tired of sitting around as a bunch of puppy face tadpoles talking about uh, basketball night after night uh you know she like she is her like you're i'm your wife not some groupie cheerleader and uh uh-huh. you know, and uh like it's, she i she's just so mad and uh Dwayne was like oh my god that's his wife like i didn't know that was his wife because i guess he as i said because walter put it in his head that you know usually cat connors has like a pretty lady that comes in so that's why he thought it was just some random lady, but no, it's his wife. And uh, Cap was like, "Okay, hey, we're going outside uh, and to go fight, basically." And then we go back to present time, and Freddie was like, "And this, is this when the fight happened?" And uh, Walter was like, "No, uh, this is when the food came." Uh, and so the, a waiter comes with the food, and uh, Cap was like, "No, no, no, we're not, we're not staying to eat. We're gonna go um, uh, and leave." And the waiter is like not happy because this was supposed to be a hundred dollar tab that he was supposed to have, and apparently Dwayne took mm-hmm. the table. And Dwayne was like, "Where have you been for the last fifteen minutes?" And then this is the part where he's like, "Okay, you outside. We're gonna go fight." Basically, the the waiter wants to fight with Dwayne, and then mm-hmm. Freddie was like, "And is this when the fight broke out?" Like, She's like, she really put a lot of emotion into that. I don't blame her because on one hand, it's like y'all been telling this very long-winded story, but on the other hand, it's like Freddie, be patient. <laughs> well, no, actually, I would be like that. I'm not a patient person. When someone 
if you told me the the the, the highlight of the story without like you know you know when you like say the oh yeah there was a fight but you don't get to the fight it takes forever to actually talk about the actual fight i'm like i don't want to listen to the story <laughs> yeah but then i i also kind of feel like you know unless you are literally giving me a a play by play about the fight breaking out or like if you giving me something that's that's making me feel like i am watching the visual of the fight breaking out, like, go ahead and give me the backstory. Cause now I just want to know how we got here. And then like, now we're here. And so, and so since we're here, you know, we ain't got nowhere else to go. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like maybe that's because more often than not, I got a story to tell. So uh, I don't know. That, you know, they were like, no, this is when we piled onto the street. And so then Freddie left. She's like, I'm over this story. I don't want to hear it anymore. And so they piled in the street and they all get busted for jaywalking. Just like, mm-hmm. What is this jaywalking? Like, <laughs> I just, and then to bust a whole group of people for doing it. Like at that point, you feel like, oh, you're bored. Like, like you can get me for having a big fight in the street, but to get everybody for for jaywalking yeah bro you 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 on a mission yeah you don't have to get out of here and uh so after after that happens cap's wife uh you know protests uh by uh swinging at the arresting officer and that's when the fight broke out out. (laughs) and uh dwayne lost when you're not the arresting officer she a bad girl yeah she's going to jail man i don't know I, they never, I wonder, they never like actually told, but this is the part where I was like, the story ended, and then I was like, but okay, then what happened to the the rest of the people? Like, I just, I just like. Definitely <laughs> hanging off a cliff, because what? Yeah. We, we, that, that was a thing. Now, those are the details you're supposed to give when you're talking about a fight. You're supposed to talk about who fought who, how who fought who, who won, between who versus who, and then you're supposed to tell me the aftermath. So somebody got arrested. Who got arrested? How long did they get arrested for? Like, y'all dropped the ball here. But again, we're probably reading a little too deep. I, I be having to remind myself we are probably th- like in their mind, they're like, we don't have to get this meticulous. Yes, you do. <laughs> I need every hole filled because ooh, pause. I need every gap filled. That's the word. I need every gap filled because come on now. Give me story. Yeah, we already had twenty two minutes without commercials. Like y'all could have gave me that that little tidbit. Y'all had too many pockets of empty story to be able to fill that in. Comedically, do better. The fight broke out. Dwayne lost Walter's keys, uh, and that's when they called the Colonel Taylor to come pick them up, not bail them up, but bail them up to pick them up. That was basically what it is. Yep. Uh, and then to sum up this story, uh, Walter is now has five hundred dollars uh, worth of jaywalking fines. His Jeep is somewhere in North Carolina, and no album dicks to show for it. So, Billy mm. yeah, says, "Like that's a great story." <laughs> and then everyone leaves. Uh, they get up, and Dwayne was like, "I can told the story better." Um, and everyone was like, "Yeah, we're we're all going to sleep." So everyone leaves. And then uh, we find out from Delisa that the repair person is coming at 9 a.m. to fix um, the furnace. And uh, or I, 
I don't know how uh, she referred it, uh, said it, but like, uh, Colonel Taylor was like, oh, so what time is he coming? And she was like, she will be here at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm, it's not always, mm-hmm. always a man's job. You know, it's not always a man's job. Just, and, and when Jaleesa said that, it immediately brought me to the Cosby Show episode that, that we previously talked about. Where there was a, what was she, a plumber or a lady yeah. contractor? Yeah. Yeah, like, w- women can do it too. Like, don't don't limit us. Yeah. You know, well, but that was also prime time. We've we've I, since uh we've since moved forward from that, thank God. But yeah. I'm not gonna fix the furnace because I don't wanna learn how to fix the furnace. I'd rather have someone else do it for me. But any other woman that wants Absolutely. to do it, they can do it. Absolutely. I am someone who is a firm believer in paying for convenience. Um, <laughs> now you're you're not gonna you're not gonna overprice me, you're not gonna like finesse me out of my money, but I am a big advocate for get somebody else to do it. And however that got to be done, it can and will get done. Um, but just don't count us out when it comes to our skills. Like if we've shown you nothing else besides the power of pushing a crotch goblin out of us, if we haven't showed that we can do uh anything b- by not staying in the kitchen, by dominating the workforce by dominating different areas of education and and being innovative, um, being uh, politicians, um, entertainers like we, like like you know who run the world, girl. So you it's know like that, um, what Beyonce says. <laughs> it is. I gotta give it to her. She she did, she did that. Oh my god! At the Renaissance, with the Renaissance concert, she has like a part where she's she's talking to the lady that says, uh, "If you are independent, you make sure you make your own money. Like you don't depend." She actually says these things in the middle of it, and she is a married woman, and she's saying it to us. You know what I mean? So, period. I mean, you can be independent while being codependent. Yeah, it is possible. Uh, but uh, wait. So you you mentioned that she says that in the middle of the concert. Does she go into independent women after that? No, 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 no. She she's oh. singing diva at the time when that happens. It's in the middle. Of you know what? That's, that's actually appropriate. Yeah. Because she sing, she sings she says she she sings run the worlds the the girls the one that we just talked about and then she goes into diva. Okay, work, Miss B. You know what she little bit like not to where I'm about to be like a super fan because you know I, I still feel like I can never but she is a good performer and her music do make me drive it a little bit so like okay like again I, again I realize that it's it's some members that I have that really you know itch my rectum and not Beyonce her herself and I am a mature so I can I can recognize that and so Whitley comes uh, back to the dorm and she notices that it's warm in here. And uh, Dwayne freaks out that she, he sees Whitley because he thinks he's dreaming like how he has been for all these other times. And uh, Whitley said that she had such a bad evening. Uh, you know, Julian cooked up a Polynesian lua, a lua, a lua, whatever. And uh, a lua, wow. uh, yeah. Lua. Yeah. I, oh my God. I, Right. Yeah. I, whatever you said. Yes. Um. Uh. He got food poisoning, 
And Dwayne just laughs, like really badly laughs. Too, because did you buy bad food or did you just suck at cooking? Like, yeah. did, did you undercook something? Now? Well, the thing is, of your own cooking. She didn't get food poisoning, so maybe there was something he ate beforehand. You never know. I don't. I don't know. You know what? You're right. Maybe it affected him. Like, like maybe it's something he's allergic to. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry, Julian. I'll let you have it. And so they had to say goodbye. Uh, they were goodnight to each other through the bathroom door. And Dwayne's just, like, dying laughing. Like, <laughs> But, like, also, I was thinking, so I'm like, Dwayne, you laughing a little too hard for somebody who who's seeing her and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, you... You're not off the hook. Like you just had you a wild night too. Like, like don't don't sit up here and act like, you know, like like you in a good position when you're not. Yeah, and uh, Dwayne, uh, you know, says like, he apologized. You know, he for the things that he said about Julian. You know, the other day, uh, and Willie says, you know, if you want, we could go out for espressos. And he's like, yeah, just what that's just what I need. After <laughs> having an espresso before, like I just I don't understand with these espressos, like. It's very weird that it's just in this episode. I really don't. And then, well, you know what? I I, I forgot for a split second that they were in the cold. I was just about to say, like, y'all drinking all these hot drinks in the heat. It's crazy. But no, it's I cold. forgot to, yeah, it, it's cold outside. But still, like, you don't need this much coffee. Like, this, and this, this time is too. Like, why your head don't hurt? I know. And uh, like, no, Alvin, no. Alvin arrives to the dorm and uh, he finds uh, Walter. He brings him his car keys, and Walter's like, "You didn't drive all the way to home just to give me my car keys." And Alvin was saying, "You know, I'm th- actually thinking about coming to Hillman for the pre-law program." So clearly, what uh, Walter was saying to him earlier uh, worked. Like, I have a question. See that that's a that's another gap that needed to be filled. Because one, what time is it? Late. <laughs> Two. Why are you driving state to state by yourself? How did you get this man's car keys and you ain't brought your mama or your daddy with you? He's at least old sixteen. I know. I tell. Right. Like he's either grade eleven or twelve. Yeah, I, well, he could be a senior and he could be an 18-year-old senior. And if he is an 18-year-old senior, then I understand that. Then he's probably just like, all right, my, like, I'm about to go drive this man in his car, whatever. But also, that's a three-hour trip, and that's late. Like, it, it just would have been smarter to have, like, somebody in the car with you. That That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he was doing this out of the kindness of his heart. Um, and, and I guess, like, as as a parent... If my kid would have come to me with that kind of a heart, then, like, it's hard to say no. Like, I can't tell you that you can't bring this man his car back. You know, like, I probably would have been like, okay, come on, let's go. But, or I probably would have been like, let's call him to tell him that we have the car keys and that we're about to bring him the car. Um, That's probably all the way that I would have handled it. But, again, I could be reading entirely too deeply into that. Yeah, I need to have a sit down with Debbie Allen and just, you know, talk technicals. Like, hey, TT, listen, let's meet, you know, once once a month, maybe twice a month. You know, let's talk technicals and let let's talk different things and and what could have been because clearly you're not gonna bring it back 
especially when you should have brought it back back in 2014, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, so, so let's sit down and let's map this out. And then, you know, for, for the next time, you know, maybe, maybe teach Vivian or somebody how to, you know, Vivian Condola, you know, Amaya Jr. Yeah. Yeah. You have enough of a legacy to like, be all like, Hey kids, gather around and sit down. To say Alvin, uh, you know, is is considering coming to Hellman, and obviously uh, Walter is not driving him back. So he says, "Your mama is gonna come and drive you home," and mm-hmm. he'll do that that it's gonna happen in the morning. And then Willie is back from freshening up, but Dwayne's asleep now. And Willie was like, "Okay, I guess you know we're not going anymore." And he kissed. She kisses Dwayne on the cheek, uh, and. We think he's asleep, but he's not because um, exactly. She says, uh, "She says, oh, all my friends are something to the fact that you know all my yeah. friends are great." And then um, yeah, because uh, she said, "You're right, Dwayne. All my friends are pretty okay." Yeah, and then that's when she gave him a kiss on the cheek and, and put her mink over his body. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Oh, girl, you to put your fur on him. You, you a real friend." Yeah. Because when my car would have been back up in that closet as soon as I walked up in the dorm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's still not happy about the situation. And so he says, except for Julian. Right. Except Julian. And then yeah. I'm like, you are really hating on this man. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need you. Like, like it, 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 it's almost, you know, therapy needing. <laughs> this point, because you are insufferable. When it comes to this girl and her dating life. And then for us to know what we know later on in life, it's like, you did all But my bad, that was a little loud. But forever my favorite show. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when we end the episode. Uh, So for this episode, we had a lot of guest stars. (laughs) Like a lot. Yes, we did. I I don't know if I've seen this many in a while. Um, so we had Tony Burton as Cap Connors. He's very known for the Rocky movies. I've never seen any of them, but he is very known for that. I've seen uh, Rocky, but you know, I didn't pay attention to it to where I would know that he was, you know, significant. Yeah. Uh, but he is known for the franchise. Um, and then he's guest starred on Good Times and House uh, House Party 2, and he has 96 credits to his name. And then obviously we had Dominic, oh. Adam, yeah, he's he's been acting. Uh, and uh, we have Dominic Kaufman as Julian. We had Vanessa mm-hmm. Bell Calloway as Lily, uh, as Connor, uh, Lily Connors. Uh, the thing is with her, she is coming back next season as Felisa's sister. <laughs> yes, yes, she is, and. Y'all, if y'all don't know Vanessa Bell Calloway, I need y'all to get to know her. Talk about somebody with plenty of acting credits. Like uh, I'm, I'm about to say, yeah, I, I was so yeah. Coming to America, Two Two Seven, Baby's Kids, uh, The Sinbad Show, Moesha, The Temptations, Malcolm and Eddie, One on One, The Parkers, Love Doesn't Cost a Thing, House of Pain, Real Keenan, uh, Queen Sugar, Grand Coup. Yeah, 160 credits up to her name. That's what's up. I loved her and loved that type of thing. Watching her play a mom, but also a mom to nerdy Nick Cannon. And she and she was in a really old school 
she was the 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 old school stay at home mom who was like wearing dresses in the house and wearing an apron. Like she was really fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Steve Harvey plays her husband, <laughs> and Steve Harvey is being him. Like you don't see any like difference between this character that he's playing and him as his personality. And then they really owe because, like, in Love Don't Cause a Thing, the the kid, uh, uh, Nick Cannon was Alvin, and his little sister, who was played by uh, Ashley Clark, is that her name? Yeah, I think her name is Ashley Clark. Um, she, uh, oh, wait, her name was Aretha. And, like, all they listened to was, like, old school music. Like, it was a whole thing. <laughs> And I was here for it. So, like, yeah, please get to know Vanessa Bell Calloway. You actually just got kind of got to look out for her and a lot of stuff. Because even beyond what you read for her acting credit. Oh, she has more. She's, yeah. And she's done smaller roles where it's like, uh, where you're looking and it's like, oh, that's Vanessa Bell okay. Well, then I want to mention, too, the the death sergeant, Juanita. Yeah. And I don't know. But the lady that plays the death sergeant is commonly known for her roles of her Tyler Perry. Yeah. She played in Daddy's Little Girls. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that. And Meet the Browns. She was, and Meet the Browns. So. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, yeah, has guest starred in uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Rock, Sister, Sister, Baby Boy, Soul Food, the TV show, um, Star, like the show, uh, David Makes Man and The Shy. And she has nine credits to her name. <laughs> wow. Work, Juanita! Yeah. And then we had Ruben... Oh, no. Granny, or I can never say his last name, as Ernest. Uh, and then we had uh, Christopher oh. Carter Hooks as Alvin Dix. I, or, I, we, I think we talked about this episode. The Cosby Show, he was Vanessa's boyfriend. <laughs> Because I knew I was looking like he looks so familiar. Why do I know him? It's Jeremy. Jeremy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. He's also been on uh, Good Morning Bliss, Miss Bliss, which was the the beginning of Saved by the Bell. Uh, hanging, mm-hmm. hanging with Mr. Cooper, sister, sister, boy meets boy, yep. the proud family. Uh, I also didn't know this. I just found out, and I don't really know him very well. But father is Robert Hooks. Uh, he has created. He's an actor. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's um, created an yeah. organization too. I can't think. I know the name and the face is popping in my head, but I cannot think of like the different things that he's done. But yeah. I can't name any. I did not know that. Yeah. So, and as I and he kind of has stopped acting since the '90s, uh, and it's because he actually was diagnosed. Uh, with bipolar uh, disorder, but he has oh. now. Um, he's now currently working on his PhD, so he's more into the educational okay. route. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. We had Joe Pazana as the waiter. Uh, he has guest starred on uh, Amen, the uh, the Steve Harvey Show, The Parenthood, and he has like thirty five credits. And he's related to someone else that's also famous, which I didn't know who he was. We have uh, Janine Carr as the bartender. Um, uh, she's been working, uh, but she did take a break from 1990 till 2012, but is currently like actually working a lot on a lot of shows right now. 
And then okay. Charlie Wickard as the cop. And this was his last credit ever. So he kind of stopped acting after yeah. this. So yeah, those were all the guest stars because we had so many. Yeah, that this one, yeah, this uh I, I like the episode as it is, but like to have the kind of cast that you have for for this episode, I, I think I would have liked to see more out of out of this episode. I, I think I think they could have beefed it up a little more. Yeah. Or maybe even uh well, a part two might have been too much, but <laughs> um but maybe they Maybe we could have had Alvin come to Hillman, yeah. like as a student, as part of the or yeah. yeah, or maybe like not the next episode, but like the episode after, um, where we see Carlton. Uh, he mm-hmm. could have been in that episode, and, and yeah. you know, I think that could have helped culminate, you know, that storyline. And it would have been like. Ah! You can follow me on the TikToks at Tiny Bigs, two Y's, two G's. Um, and it will show up as Shawnee Showbiz on the page. You can follow, follow me on Instagram at Damn Girl, you know everybody. Um, spelled just exactly how it is said. Um, I do have a like page on Facebook now, so you can look up Shawnee Showbiz and you'll see my picture. Um I'm wearing like this black outfit with a microphone in my hand. And I got some braids in the bun. Those are some really cute braids, really heavy on top of my head. But yeah, so you can like that page. I'm not really sure about how the DMing works or whatever, but if you find a way to DM me, keep it cute. Um, Twitter, eh, I don't know. You can follow me on Twitter if you want to. At I love them 90s. Capital I L T and the number 90, lowercase s. Uh, that might be it for now because I'm not a real somebody so you will be yeah I think that's all I got I will be I'm manifesting it yep touch mm-hmm. and agree but yeah I think that's I think that's all I have for now yeah, yeah. and uh, you follow uh, the podcast on Instagram at Black TV Shows Pod uh, if you have any feedback make sure to email at blacktvshowspod at gmail.com uh, I, I check it all the time so, so I'm waiting for y'all emails. Uh, and uh, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating review. It's so until the joy. Yes. <laughs> um, until uh, next time, we'll talk to you all later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Send them email. <laughs>